Welcome to another spectacular episode of This Fool My Life, a podcast where we interview people from all walks of life and discuss how they maintain their fitness while achieving a work-life balance. I'm your co-host Ketan. Naam to suna hi hoga. Hey, that's my line. <laughs> Today's subject is mental health. We here at foolme.co take our mental health very seriously, and we urge you guys to do the same. This episode contains heavy material, so take your time to listen carefully. We have added timestamps so that you can jump to whatever section you want to listen to. Let's get started. Let me introduce you guys to Ms. Radha Gokhale. Radha is a psychologist who is pursuing her master's in counseling psychology. She is also an ice skater who has competed at an international level. Hi Radha, welcome to the show. How have you been? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks. So Radha, have you completed your master's yet? Well, I would have, but because of this COVID-19 pandemic, I still have not completed my final exam because of which I would get my degree. Yeah, I'm still there. All right, all the best on your degree. Let's get down to things. I know the answer to this, but rather, could you tell our audience the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? So the basic and the most important difference is in between the degrees. In India, at least, for a psychology degree, you have to enter the arts field, and whereas in psychiatry field, you have to enter the science field. In many of the international or foreign countries. psychology is considered in science itself but in india psychology comes under arts and psychiatry under science so that's the most basic difference when you become a psychiatrist you can officially prescribe medicines to your patients or your clients whereas a psychologist cannot so a psychologist can help her or his client through therapies and many activities but all which do not include any medications at all so if the psychologist feels that the problem or the disorder that the client is having is much severe then the psychologist can prescribe him to a psychiatrist and then depending on what it is the psychiatrist will give the appropriate medications so the psychologist and the psychiatrist work together for that particular patient that's fascinating How did you get interested in psychology? What inspired you to pursue counseling psychology? So psychology has been always fascinating for me and uh, when I when I entered 11th standard in my college we had psychology as an optional subject and I was genuinely very interested in it so without thinking much I instantly chose psychology subject and 11th 12th bachelors and masters i've been continuing psychology and i did not look back so it really it was really interesting and now i chose that as my special subject in graduation and masters as well amazing you are an ice skater you have competed on an international level ice skating is still an uncommon sport in india what challenges did you face during your journey So yes ice skating is a very less known sport in India 
and i've been ice skating for many many years now it is still fun because when people come to know that i'm playing such an unusual sport they are very amazed by it and they really look up to me but yes like you said there are a lot of challenges that you face in general even the government if you say even they don't recognize the sport they don't help with the sport in terms of finance or many many things in general like for example even if you take education as an example there is something as sports quota in india where students who want to take admission for higher levels of education the sports quota will help them in getting admission in a good college so now there are many sports but then when i was trying to get admission through this sports quota i came to realize that there is apparently a list of sports that if your sport is not in that list then you will not be able to use that sports quota me and my parents were very disheartened by that so much years of practicing winning medals and we can't even get something as basic as an education through the sports quota which other students which other players who who play a very common sport which is added in that list will get it easily and i will not get that easily so that's one thing even financially if you look it is an expensive sport it does become a dif- little difficult if the sports player comes from a middle class or a lower middle class background so there have been a lot of difficulties and still it is really amazing how all of us and my teammates or many people my friends that i know through all these difficulties they still come up to a very high level with very less support or whatever it is and they still achieve on a much higher level and that is really really amazing well, that sounds amazing it's an uphill battle but once you conquer the hill you will get over it right well i'm curious about a few things What is the difference between ice skating, figure skating and speed skating? So, ice skating involves figure skating and speed skating. I am into speed skating. So, speed skating also has two criteria that is short track speed skating and long track speed skating. So, in short track basically as the name stands for the track or the track on which we skate is shorter. So, the speed is more and the long is basically the track is long and there the speed does not matter as much the distance matters i am a short track speed skater another thing figure skating figure skating and ice dance is basically it involves a lot of choreography in it so basically the spins and jumps that are there that you see in maybe movies or something that is figure skating or ice dance that sounds pretty risky you had a serious injury while ice skating i hear post injury how did you change your lifestyle specifically in terms of say fitness and nutrition how would you say you eased into your recovery you know both mentally and physically so yes there are a lot of injuries in this sport ice skating is one of the fastest sports in the world there are a lot of injuries so we have to take a lot of precaution and i have been through a pretty major sports injury if you may it was a major change in my life when this injury happened and it took a lot of time honestly a lot of time to heal i had to go 
to uh, physiotherapists and doctors and a lot of things and so when you when you go through an injury your physical the workout or the physical exercises activities that you do it of course reduces you have to give time for the injury to recover it does become very frustrating and like it tests your patience to be honest you know you have to give time to recover i had to start from the basic level the exercises the physical activity i had to start from basic level i had to do some very basic level exercise and it was kind of a good thing to start from a easy space again and not to be in that rigorous physical activity to start from a very basic easy pace so that's the physical aspect of it even food so now that the physical exercises has reduced there is a chance of consuming a lot of food and it not getting used in exercise so you have to look at the food intake so as to not your weight to not to be increased a lot so that is there and coming to the mental or psychological part as i said that it gets frustrating you know what we can do is get indulge into some other activities that will will make sure that your time gets spent and you don't think much about or rather overthink about what is going on because you are already on the right track of recovery so there's no point in wasting your time and just overthinking because you have a lot of time in your hands so the best part is to indulge in some activity which will not include a lot of physical exertion but you can still enjoy yourself so like for example i like uh, painting a lot so i indulged in that and now my time is getting passed very productively and also I've, i'm focusing on my psychology degree also as i said so that's how you can a person can deal with the injury So given a chance would you like to compete professionally again why or why not Um it is an interesting question I'm not very sure but I think if I get the chance then I would but there will be a lot of things to be considered like now that I'm almost going to be a professional and as a early adult there are a lot of responsibilities so it will be kind of a dicey situation I'll ha- again I'll have to start from the basic level but I think somewhere at the back of my mind I would you know I would get back on a competitive level with my ice skating and really winning medals and standing on that podium and going to the podium while getting the medal is a really amazing feeling and the fast paced sport and that feels obviously very amazing but whatever the situation may be if i continue or not i still have plans like you know plan a plan b to go with so i know that i have chosen a few right plans to go with so if i start with ice skating again or psychology as a profession whatever it it may be i think i will go on the right track nonetheless once a champion always a champion so what is closer to your heart ice skating or practice in psychology oh my god that's a very <laughs> um okay i think both because one of the reasons why i thought that psychology would be a very good uh, option or a choice for profession would be that i would get to 
combines sports and psychology together which is a very recognized and vast field right now it is getting a lot of recognition so it's really hard to say like if i become if i eventually become a sports psychologist then it would be hard for me to choose sports or psychologist because i will be a sports psychologist if i you know if i become a sports psychologist yeah so both is very close to me i don't think i have like i can choose really between my two favorites if you may so it's like a perfect union between sports and psychology yes it is perfect like you said all right so therapy and psychological treatments are still taboo what do you think the reason for this is the most common thing that people still think about is if you are going to a psychologist or a psychiatry people think that you are mad you are crazy this is the most obvious thing and it is very degrading to be honest but like they think that you are mental you know they use these words uh, on a very the uh, general basis basis like you are crazy you are mental and these things and the word mental has been stigmatized yes very much and it is very sad to hear all these things because therapy or these psychology sessions can be as simple as some client has just come to you to just talk about things to just open up because he does not have anyone to just talk about these things with for example even if you're not a psychologist you can be a good friend by just saying that i am there for you you know these common things i am there for you if you have anything talk to talk about uh, i am there for you i will listen to you and especially i will not have any judgments for you so that basically what a psychologist does and as a third party the psychologist does not know anything about you prehand so uh, you know that does not uh, so that does not create any biases and uh, so usually as friends what we do is if someone is going through something some problem uh, what the friend says ki are chhodna yaar kuch nahi hota चल यार एंड स्पेशली इफ इज अ मैन यू नो इल्स ए के यार ए चल ना तू क्या है तू क्या लड़की है क्या रो क्यों रहा है एंड दीज थिंग्स सो बेसिकली और इवन इफ इट्स अ गर्ल यू नो स्टॉप क्राइंग वाई आर यू क्राइंग ये सबके साथ होता है दिस हैपन्स विथ एवरी वन एंड यू आर नो स्पेशल और यू आर नॉट एनी डिफरेंट दिस हैपन्स टू एवरी वन सो या सो डोंट यू नो डोंट क्राई अबाउट इट डोंट क्रिप अबाउट इट and that is the person gets even more disheartened and he feels that he is just like nobody is there to understand him to listen to him and that is where a psychologist or uh, someone who knows about psychology comes into i like i will literally say to my client if he wants to hear it that i am here for you with all my heart and with all my attention i will listen to you i will not hold any judgments or biases or anything when you are talking with me sometimes acceptance is all we want yes exactly knowing the fact that someone is there for you to support you that acceptance and that support is really needed and when once the 
and once you develop the trust as a psychologist between to your client and in the client psychologist relation then the client the, the client will feel very relieved at that first stage itself and then it becomes easier for uh, the psychologist to help the client so this is what everyone should understand and we are trained in this so we are trained in developing the trust like you know without being a friend still developing that level of trust and understanding and helping in the same uh, level is what we are trained for and so people really need to understand that we are trained for this and it does not make you mental or crazy or even if you have some disorder some psychological or psychiatric disorder it still can uh, get recovered no matter how severe it is there are chances of it getting recovered and we basically tell the person that you can control not control that's the wrong word but you can manage this disorder and live your life normally like you were doing before or like your friends are so basically this um, this scariness uh, that the per- that the person himself feels that what is happening to me oh my god what will i do now this fear is uh, what we help the client to deal with and the person can live if it is a very severe disorder like i said we do help the clients with that and you know we, we basically help the client in managing all these things whether it is on an emotional mental psychological level we do help the clients with that so that the client get back to his normal life so this is all that the client or any person in general needs to understand and you know remove that stigma of uh, you know the, these words like crazy or mad or mental and all these things should be removed and it should be accepted more by more and more people it is okay to ask for help yes it is absolutely okay to f- ask for help that is what normalizes you as a human being you are a human being so you are not some kind of a god it is okay that is what humanizes you if i can say that ask for help ask for whatever you need because there are people that will be there for you when you need something or when you need help we talked about sports psychology so how do you think indian athletes will you know benefit from therapy it is an amazing question first of all it will it does make a lot of difference and a lot of improvement if psychology is added in uh, competitive sports i can combine sports and psychology together so now from a young age itself like i said that i've been skating for many years from a young age itself i could see a little boost or motivation from someone was needed for myself also and my teammates or my opponents or just every player that i have seen and that boost was like coaches could do motivate and boost us but there still something was missing and uh, i could see that in my performance as well when i got older 
and the self awareness increased in me i could see that something something was there that could give an extra boost so the coaches and parents they were giving that but somewhere it was missing so when i one of the main reasons why i easily decided for psychology is that i came to know that psychologists can do that perfect job of giving you that extra boost or motivation that is needed apart from the coach and parents because coaches and parents are related to you and they can have a personal opinion as such whereas a psychologist is a completely third party person something that is missing or a motivation or a boost can be given and the psychologist will listen to whatever you are going through without any bias or without any prejudice as such that can be sometimes it's like you want someone to just listen to you without any bias and just you know give that kind of comfort or support to you and then help you out so on a very basic level itself like for example in india especially usually psychologists are provided to sports persons who are on a much higher level like world championships world cups or olympics but what i think is i think it can be psychology can be provided on a lesser or on a basic level as well because like i said earlier that sports person or when they get into their adolescence or teenage or post teenage the chances of them quitting the sports becomes more so if a psychologist is taken into picture on in that age itself then there is a high chance of these sports persons not quitting the sport continuing with it and achieve higher and higher levels of success in that particular sport so that is i think that is one of the main problems that i have seen or i have observed that from an early age itself if you are given that boost then you can then really the chances of quitting will be uh, because when you are in an early stage quitting is more easier or is uh, more it is more thought about like when you are if you are into world championships or world cups the the sense of quitting is there because of n number of reasons but uh, you know it's not a decision you take lightly exactly exactly and as a younger uh, or a pre adult or something quitting can be an a very easy option so that because there are a lot of options for you to move on with but then like i said earlier then later life the person will regret why did i quit sport so i think this can be avoided if you get some psychology backup from a very young age itself and even parents also need that psychology backup it's not it's not just the students or just the sports players because there are a lot of things that the parents are thinking about many negative reasons that maybe sports is not a good thing to continue with or even they might have some even they might need motivation very honestly even parents will need some motivation some sort of positive reinforcement is required even for parents right yes it is and so students parents and coaches these are the three most important things obviously so and so the with the help of psychology these three factors 
if are taken care of the success will be much higher and will be much concrete psychology yes it is very important to add the factor or the concept of psychology in sports from in all levels from the basic level onwards beautifully put as a psychologist you deal with a lot of clients you know, with multiple emotional challenges how do you balance your emotional state do you do it on your own or do you have a therapist of your own yes there are a lot of clients who have a lot of problems or a lot of difficulties some of them can be very severe very serious for you to even listen to that because even we are human beings you know even psychologist psychiatrist we are human beings ourselves we do have emotions so it can be a little tough to hear to these listen to these problems and still maintain your calm so you do need some support from some people some psychologists do have their own mentors that they can go talk to to just say it out what they are going through to just vent out their emotions themselves because of because as psychology has a lot of confidentiality policies you are not very much supposed to talk with other people of your clients problems and how it is you know creating some emotional disturbance in you so that gets a lot of challenging for you to deal with it alone it becomes very challenging but uh, yes many of us do have our own mentors to just vent it out and even to ask for help there's nothing wrong for a successful you know highly recognized psychologist to have a mentor for to guide him with any clients so that is there because like i said we are human beings we have our own emotions and we need to vent it out in order to have in order to regain that emotional balance so that does become and especially now that i am as a uh, you know you can call a newbie in this field it becomes challenging like if i have some problems of my own and if the client is having some similar problems it can be very difficult to guide that person through it can be both ways it can be in a good way that if there are these things that have helped me to get out of this problem so i can help the client in these similar ways that i used for myself but sometimes it can be negative or it can be challenging because all those memories can tend to come back to you and it can be overwhelming but uh, that's what we are trained to not get overwhelmed or not lose our emotional balance and as a third person help the client we have to develop what our teachers call a switch on or switch off button so basically what it is like and it is a very interesting thing that my teachers told me about so it's something like for example if my if i am a married person uh, and if a client is married herself and she is going through a divorce and if i have marital problems in my own life so we are talking about the similar problems that both of us have so either the first thing if you cannot deal with that problem that the client has that is similar to your own situation then you honestly tell the client that i cannot help you with your problem i will refer you to some other psychologist because the main reason and you should not be shy in that you sh- your pride should not come in between 
because you are dealing with a person's brain and a person's life your it is that person's entire life so whatever you say can have a negative horrible impact on the client's life so you can positively or negatively bias your client yes, just because of your much. existing conditions yes so if if you think that that is going to happen then you should immediately tell the client that i'm sorry i cannot uh, handle your case a case i can refer you to some other psychologist or if you think that you can handle it then you have to switch on the button of being a third party and not thinking about the marital problems as an example uh, not think about these problems that you are going through and help the client from a third party basis and then once the client is gone has left your center clinic or your office then if you want to vent about it then you can switch off that button and talk with your mentor so basically you just need to avoid your emotional triggers while dealing with the yes. client yes that is exactly so that is like a switch on switch off basis uh, sorry concept that we are trained and it honestly it becomes a uh, very difficult for for me personally to deal with it but then as my clients as i've been uh, as my clients have increased it has increased me uh, it has increased a lot and i can kind of do that switch on switch off thing and it is very amazing that feeling is very amazing that no matter what you are going through you can still help the person who is going through something similar and that is really amazing beautiful beautiful so what is the most valuable lesson you you learned being in psychology okay so like i said this switch on switch off thing is very good even on a personal level also i think all the things that i have said till now are the most like self awareness observation skills and empathy you know learning the difference between an empathy and sympathy so sympathy is like crying with that person yourself oh you are going through that problems even i am going through it let's cry together you know that is sympathy <laughs> and empathy is something like oh you are c- crying okay i understand i am there for you if you don't want as any help as such if you just want someone to listen then i will still do that you know that understanding that difference when a person needs help and a and when a person only needs support or just a ear to listen to all these these things i have learned like these are so overlapping things the difference between all these things and using all, all these things and when it becomes helpful these are really amazing uh, and th- this is what i have learned and even the n number of theories that are there in psychology that deal with almost everything that is going on with the world or that a person can go through there are so many theories honestly it is very ha- hard to study all these theories but then once you get to know how it can be effective in practical life or how it can be effective on the person it is that is like a great deal and that is very amazing to learn it's pretty enlightening mental health is important to me i've sought therapy in the past and i've had positive results i'd like our audience to experience the same so how would you encourage our audience to seek help from mental health practitioners 
Firstly, it is really amazing that you approached a psychologist, a mental, a, a practitioner and sought help and I'm very happy for you that it worked. The results were good. Thank you. Yes, and I just hope just like you, everyone thinks about that with an open mind. If you are thinking that you have something to talk about, like we talked about this, there is no shame about hiding this or, you know, not talking about it or not expressing it. So the first step can be if you have, if you don't know anyone who is a professional in this area, you can just do some, you know, you can just search somewhere like you can do a research where any psychologist, counselor, psychiatrist, therapist, any of these are available near your area where it is easily accessible and you can just approach to them. The most easiest part is just talk about it. Talk about whatever you are feeling. Sometimes it can happen that uh, you are thinking about it so much that you think that the problem is too much and or you are ashamed of it or sometimes it does happen that you think that there is not a problem at all. So why is it bothering me? All other people are going through something similar but why is it bothering me? No, no, it's not a problem. I should, I, I should just, you know, not think about it. That is not a really good idea. If you're thinking that it is bothering you, no matter what it is, you should talk about it. You should approach to a psychologist or a, any professional. Don't compare yourself to others or don't, don't try to think that no, everything is okay. No, if you think that you need to talk about it, then go and talk about it. So basically don't downplay your emotions or whatever your feelings are. Yes, exactly. Very well put. That is exactly how it is. The easiest way that you can go about it is talking about it. Go to a psychologist or any professional and you will come to know that there are very easily available solutions or help or ways that you can deal with this problem. So just go to a professional and talk. That is the first and necessary step that you have to take. Go and talk, open up. Absolutely. How do you approach treating a client? So uh, say when a client comes to you, so how do you deal with their problems? Yes, so this answer will give a broader idea about the your question earlier. How should clients approach the professionals clients usually or just people in general usually have that mentality or that thinking what will i say when i meet the psychologist or what am i expected to say the basic question is what should i go to the psychologist or not and then what am i supposed to say or what if the psychologist thinks of me in a certain way you know like judgments will the psychologist will have some judgments or some negative negativity about me so should i tell everything to the psychologist or should i just hide a certain things or what should i tell or should i even go or not so i think this is the basic confusion but really what we do when we have a new client coming for the first time the action plan kind of that we follow in general is when the, the client comes in obviously we just try to make him 
you know comfortable we don't rush the client to tell what he wants to tell like when he comes will not yes hi tell me what's your problem tell me you know like we don't rush it we just see that he has sat down if he wants some water like the most basic things also matter for the client to be comfortable around you and in your office so you know you can just offer some water just ask about the most basic questions like how did you come here and you know you can just start with these very basic things and you so usually you do not ask that tell me your problem what is your problem you know we don't poke in that way because once the client it usually does happen that once the client gets comfortable he will start talking on his own and if he does not then we can ask in a good manner so tell me how can i help you you know without making that client uncomfortable and usually there are some clients who will start talking immediately some are there who we need to wait for them so even there are some clients who will not talk at all for the entire session and it is all right we do not have to rush we have to make that client comfortable no matter if it takes an entire session and once the client understands that this psychologist is waiting for me to get comfortable and is trying to build that trust then the client will eventually start talking about and then we can start talking a little about trust and confidentiality that how we you know we focus on this trust part and how confidentiality will be maintained because these clients do have a lot of uh, they have these questions that if i go to a psychologist will she tell tell others that i'm going uh, to a psychologist and that's what scares them what you say in the office stays in the office exactly it stays in the four walls so nothing is going to get out your name also your identity nothing is go- going to get out of these four walls so this is the most basic thing and then uh, you know as we go on the client starts talking and in the first stages we don't really question the client or poke the client or stop the client cut the client's words we just listen to everything that they have to say it sometimes does happen that the client will say something that is contradictory to what they have said earlier but we have to listen to everything it doesn't matter how much or what they are talking about we just have to listen and then once the trust has been developed then we can ask about the specific things like you know like for example uh, uh, earlier you said that uh you talked about this earlier but so can we come back to that and talk about the thing that you said and are you comfortable in talking about that particular thing and if that client is comfortable then he'll talk about it if he says that no i'm still not comfortable with it then you have to not ask that thing again maybe after two three sessions then you can ask the client that now are you comfortable to talk about this particular issue and then he'll say like yes now i'm comfortable and then we'll go so this is how careful we have to go about with each and every question and after usually after two three sessions is when the counseling process actually starts so for the first two three sessions it's just about building the confidentiality building the trust you know these things are there so exactly so it can be a very crucial thing it can take a lot of patience for you as a psychologist and then you can actually start with the counseling session so this is 
this is how it is so if any person has any uh, you know doubts that the psychologist will judge me if i approach him or her she will judge me uh, you know she'll think of me in some uh, weird or some uh, negative way or should i really talking about or should my secrets uh, will get exposed that is not going to happen at all it is a very free and safe and comfortable space you don't need to have those doubts in your mind if you many people do not know what to talk about so i would say that just talk whatever you want to talk about you do not have to think about why, about what i should talk about and what i should not talk about whatever you feel like that's the best way to go with all right so let's get to the daily things what is your daily routine now how are you managing your physical as well as mental well-being these days <laughs> oh this is such a frequently asked questions now because all of us are going through this huge change in our daily life my daily routine has also changed completely and i am doing pretty much the similar things that i was doing earlier before this you know this pandemic situation but uh, still a lot of things have changed my uh, you know my sleeping and eating schedules in general have also changed and how i have to manage that and uh, like you know the things that i've always been doing is working out uh, you know exercising and uh, painting a lot i like a lot of painting and uh, you know and also studying i still study even though i don't know when my exam is going to happen i still go through a different psychology related you know like books or my syllabus in general and everything so but now uh, uh you know what a good thing or like a um you know what you can say a good thing actually has happened is that now i'm getting time to do it easily like in a eased and relaxed manner you are not rushed absolutely not at all and it is very good for people like me who uh, so you know for some people it is an advantage to go with these daily routine in a very easy manner so uh, yeah so pretty much the routine is being similar but i do get a lot of time to just relax and chill if you can say uh, so yeah uh like i said that to work out is there so in the morning i wake up do my workout and i don't have to think about finishing my workout quickly so that i have to go out and you know go to college or to you know just go out somewhere because it is scheduled or uh, then i get a lot of time to paint so painting is something that i do in my free time and uh, which was not happening very often and i was kind of missing that but now i have uh, more time in my hands and i am getting the chance i've started a new painting by the way and uh, you know that's wonderful when can we get to see it soon very soon because it is going in a very good way it is you know working out the way i had imagined it and yes i'll show it to you very soon and so that is there I've, and painting usually takes a lot of time so i can do that without thinking about going anywhere else and uh, 
then yeah then even my uh, i'm getting to eat a lot of homemade different kinds of food in what way my my mother is uh, she has started a new hobby of cooking of baking so you know i'm getting a lot to eat cakes and all these things so that is a very good thing for everyone because even all my friends who like cooking or their parents like cooking they are having a wonderful time like a family time kind of to uh, cook together and to eat together so that is a thing that was kind of missing because at my house every family member had their different routines so everyone would come at different time have their meals at different time so now that is not really happening we are having our food at a similar time and we are uh, you know talking about like the basic things like we are talking about what we want to have and what we would like to have and we are helping uh, my mom to help uh, you know to cook all these things so it is a very wholesome kind of a feeling of course there is a lot of irritation and frustration as well but then uh, when i get very irritated or even lazy i just think that you know no radha don't don't overthink it or don't you know just uh, feel down because you don't have anything to do or you don't want anything to do and such things you can there are a lot of things that you can still do setting at your house so you can do that and of course uh, when you're a lot bored there is you know these general things like listening to music or watching movies web series and all these things so there is or social media or even listening to the yes. this formal life podcast yes oh yeah <laughs> definitely yes so it is a very wholesome uh, experience that i am getting to have absolutely so moving on to the next segment this is a favorite segment here at this formal life we have a rapid fire round for you radha so that our audience can get to know you better that's interesting all right let's begin favorite ice skater Apollo Ono from US and Stephen Paul from India. Favorite exercise form? Favorite exercise squats. Me too. Favorite food? Favorite food biryani and ice cream. Wonderful choices. Favorite series or movie? The latest that I'm watching right now is The Big Bang Theory. That's nice. Favorite art medium? Oil paints or watercolors? Okay. <laughs> Oil paints. Graffiti or cartoons? Graffiti big time my walls are covered with graffiti. This concludes our rapid fire round. So now we're moving towards the end of our podcast. So what are upcoming plans for the near future? So upcoming plans I the the basic plan that is in my mind becoming a psychologist working in the field of sports. and support sports as much as i possibly can spreading the awareness of sports in uh, how it can be an activity also non professionally and how you can succeed competitively also and how you can reach higher levels of success in sports how it it, it can be a career option it's revolves completely around sports basically yeah wonderful At the end of the day what contributes to your mental satisfaction what is the thing that makes you happy at the end of the day what makes me happy would be as a psychologist if i can 
better the life of my clients so basically the clients how the clients can say that because of my support how they were able to better their own lives on their own ways by my support so when i i do have clients right now current which i am talking with which i am having an appointment on the phone and whenever there is a small even a small level of achievement that they have in their daily life it is really good for me like i am succeeding i am i am developing yeah that's the that's a wholesome feeling that i have well it must be nice to help out people right yes very much all right guys so this concludes our podcast episode thank you for inviting me here it's our pleasure i'll be linking all of radha's social media handles in the description do check them out also check our previous videos for more content like this like share and subscribe to our channel stay fit stay happy